dedicates to episode 139 of the Rusty Rupees podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Darren, and with me I have the boys, Justin. What's good, y'all? Deontay. Hey, started just a little bit early, but that's all right. And Cameron. Hello, hello. And with us today, we have special guests here from Stack Up, Stephen McCuga. What's good, sir? Welcome. How, how's it going, sir? It's finally good to have you on after so many chance I know. encounters. <laughs> We have, yes, the the running joke is we've been seeing each other at events for almost the better part of, I don't yeah. know, 18 months, like with the Game Awards, and then it was, before then, the, it was, was that West, West Game Awards, the, recently here at East. The Polish yeah. party, I think. And we're like, yeah, all right, we're going to, bam, oh, we should get it, we should come on the show. I'm like, yeah, I should come on the, hey, we should get lunch sometime. Yeah, we should get lunch sometime. And then, fucking here we are, and then I ran into the East, and I'm like, God right. damn, we, get my calendar, exactly. let's fucking do yeah, this. Yeah, now that I know, we've got to work out sometime. And here we are. And we didn't tell you this the last two times meeting you at the game awards when we were walking around i just randomly said hmm i wonder if we'll see steve here we turn a corner and you're standing right there wearing your stack up <laughs> shirt, right yep it there happened again at yeah we had a whole crew out we were walking into the hotel and i'm like oh, i wonder if we'll see steve here we turn to the right and see you standing mm-hmm. there wearing me. I was just like, I know he's here. So. so what? What you're saying is you were you actually your brain was seeing me before your before the rest of your body caught up, like subconsciously. Eyes are tuning sense into the red like, stack of shirts. Sure. We're like, where's yeah. red? <laughs> yeah, I see a flash of red. Wait, is that st- that might be Steve? Son of a bitch. Also, that we need is. to get our shirts on your level so that anybody can pick us out of a crowd like that. <laughs> that was a all right so funny story about that when i started stack up like we weren't i have a, i have a gray stack up shirt in my closet it's the only one of its kind it's because i like i uh-huh. like heather gray i like blacks i like i don't like wearing red ironically <laughs> and we did an event we that was back during the sony when sony was trying oh, to do their okay, own the convention experience. Yeah, sony yeah, yeah. experience or whatever it was and uh so our original team ordered these red bowling jerseys like just something like to make us stand out you yeah. know uh just a, yeah. something like a uniform and one one of the guys who i started with was a guy i deployed to iraq with back in the day but he's like six five and so he was wearing this red jersey and you could see him <laughs> all the way across the, like the length of the convention and i'm like hey we might be on to something here like i could see him all the way back there so we started doing that and then come to find out there's a whole movement for the military called red friday where red is remember everyone deployed mm. it's an acronym and it's literally it's like well would you look at that the world's just coming together uh-huh. in a real weird way and so now with the yeah so now with the red shirts all of our stack up volunteers and so yeah it's a thing people see us coming at events they Everybody likes wearing black and gray because America's obese. So everybody likes hiding, and me included, this freaking guy included, likes wearing stuff that hides my little folds and rolls and everything like that. And here I am wearing hey. red. So we stand out. Like we we did an event with, um, uh, so the lead singer of the band Trivium is on our board of directors. A great dude, Matt Matt Hafey. He's a huge streamer. Loves playing Warzone stuff like that. We did an event with him. We showed up at a concert. And of course, it's mm-hmm. a heavy metal concert. So you can figure out what uh-huh. color is predominant. And then there's this <laughs> shirts. You can see in all the pictures, like the mosh pit, you can point like there's Dave, there's That's Bill, nice. there's so-and-so. It's like, it's, it's insane. Nobody, nobody wore anything but black. 
and then there's all of our guys wearing red. It it, it works. You nice. stand out really well. It's a strange marketing angle. Yeah, wasn't planned really originally, but worked out beautifully. Dude. It worked out beautifully. Actual so, yeah. so Steve. So just overall for those who do not know you, uh, go ahead, introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Go ahead. <laughs> so my name is Steve Machuga. I am the CEO slash executive director slash founder slash whatever you want to call it. Uh, over at StackUp, we're a military charity. We support U.S. and allied veterans through gaming and geek culture. And when I say geek culture, I'm talking like Dungeons and Dragons. I'm talking Pokemon. Uh, anything that gets guys and gals excited and talking to one another because veterans kind of have a problem interacting mm -hmm. with other human beings that are not veterans a lot of the time. So this gaming and geek culture acts as a nice bridge to get you to talk to people that generally wouldn't mm -hmm. interact uh you know, you don't know what it's like to deploy overseas. You don't know what it's like to go to basic training, but you could talk about this raid in Final Fantasy, or you could talk about you know Destiny or any anything else. Like, oh, hey, the new yeah. Dungeon Dragons movie because in twenty twenty three there's apparently a I'm really good Dungeon Dragons movie. Actually, yeah. really good. And it's like, <laughs> okay, this is the world we're living now. Um, <clears throat> I, I just happened to. So I started doing this uh, way back in the day uh, when I was deployed overseas. Uh, we would just get donations from well-meaning civilians back home, but it was always whatever random stuff they could box up out of their attic and send our way. It was never anything that was really thought out. And the pinnacle of shitty donations we ever got was a uh, our infantry company, which is all dudes, by the way, uh, got a crate of Harlequin romance novels donated to us from a library. Uh, Third-hand, well-worn, uh, used Harlequin romance novels. Uh, donated to us. So it was very much like, uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. okay, so the amount of money and time and energy it, it took for this library to send all that over to us, uh, they could have actually said something useful. And as a dyed in the wool gamer, it's very much been my, you know, whenever I take the uniform off or whenever I, the lights go off and I get home from work, take the tie off, whatever I'm taking off, it's right onto the gaming stations somehow, like in some capacity. It's always since I could hold a controller in my hand. It's always been like, when can I get home? I'm on a date with a girl. When can I get home and play video games? Like it's right, right, as right, a kid, right. more or less. But it's it's always like the, all right. But I want to get back and actually do this. Oh yes, yes, you're cool too. <laughs> but I want to yeah. go back and play video games. So yeah, so that's. I, they just say, do what you know in gaming. So I started sending Xboxes and Playstations to units overseas, guys that were struggling overseas, and it kind of took off. And this was back 2010 okay. timeframe when game studios were a little bit more forthcoming. They were you know, still coming to events, and uh -huh. they had bags and pallets full of like just giveaways things. and yeah, handouts. Yeah, back in the day events, they were uh, just- Convention, yeah. go convention ahead, just swag. Go ahead, whatever. That, yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. They, that used to be a big yeah. thing, like T-shirts and, yeah. you know, all the tchotchkes that they were like, oh, shit, we printed way too many of these. Well, I would take all those and box all that up and send it overseas with a gaming console. And people were just losing their minds. This is fantastic. I wish I'd have known about this when I was yeah. in, et cetera, et cetera. It's fantastic. But the, the real news was the guys and gal that would send follow-up emails back to us and say like hey you don't know what this did for our unit like we had lost two guys and we were in a real slump and then we you know your your crate showed up and you know we had a halo tournament or whatever and it really took our minds off things and you get a couple of those and you're like 
doing something. Okay, we might yeah. be really making an impact. Yeah, it's one thing because you, you, when I when I first started telling people what we do, it was kind of like, oh, that's nice, but it was never like really impactful. And then over the years, the charity has morphed into more of a mental health organization, where now we have a. 24-7 suicide prevention team online called yeah. Overwatch through Discord. So if somebody needs somebody, if a veteran needs someone to talk to and, you know, they're, you know, they're up at three in the morning, they don't have anybody else, their service providers are all asleep. Uh, we've got gamers and we've got volunteers who are ready, trained to uh, to handle veterans in need. And so wasn't the plan. Never had an idea of uh, doing any of this, and it just kind of came naturally after one too many people showed up in our Discord mm. in distress, and it was like, hey, if we don't do something, we're yeah. going to lose one of these guys. So it, that's kind of how things have, uh, and we just opened up our headquarters in Los Angeles in May okay. uh, called Phalanx House, which is uh, uh, now a veteran um, community center in essence. So we have, vet, well, like right now as I'm recording this, uh, we've got a about a dozen veterans for some of the veteran communities here uh, at the house, just kind of hanging out, eating pizza, playing Dungeons and Dragons and having a good time. So, yes, Fantastic. that's us. Amazing organization. <clears throat> um, I think just overall, when like when we first met back at PAX East and we're just talking to one, um, one another, I think once again, the shirt just the highlight would be like, oh, yeah, what the hell's it going? It helps. Good, good, good. And just um, hearing what you guys do. And it's it's one of those things where, like you said, um, service providers, stuff like that. I know when you mean uh, services as far as people to call. But um, I know back in the day, especially around the time when you're saying you started, that's when like online and all that started becoming more of a factor. And so I know that was always um, a conversation of like, okay, if stuff's always online, how is that going to affect like veterans, um, soldiers deployed and everything like that who don't have access um, did that ever play a part with anything? Um, do you know? Um, not okay. that early. No, again, it was just what we were, again, I had no plans on doing anything greater than you what just, I was it doing was just originally. Initially just sending, something. Just, it was a nice thing that we were doing. And if we got something heavy back, it was like, wow, that's really impactful. Yeah. That would show up in our annual reports and things like that. Like, Hey, check yes gaming's cool but check this out and it would really punch people in the face but that would it would be a initial hey that's cool but there was never anything greater than that and then when the once we started tying it into mental health and i mean even in 2010 mental health really wasn't where it was at yeah. today where i don't want to say the pendulum's gone too far the other way but now everybody's got mental health issues in some capacity or another everybody's on drugs or some sort of medication that the doctor has subscribed to them for some sort of anxiety or depression or something where it's like hey you might not have been a veteran but you you have post traumatic stress in some capacity from mm -hmm. something whether it's you know sexual trauma or any number of things it's like you can you don't know what it's like to deploy and get shot at, but you also have traumas that now people are like, oh, I can relate to that in a weird way. But we're just that's where we're at in 2023, where people more likely than not will be able to say, I know where you're coming from. I know how you feel, uh, just civilians in general, because they also have anxieties that they can't control and problems. And, you know, if they're not trained or they're not, you know, but it's the same thing. It's very similar in nature. So we've, we've definitely since tacking on the um, mental health moniker, it has kind of changed how we do business pretty dramatically. So 
nice. What what has outreach been like for you, Steve, in terms of, you know, trying to reach out to veterans and show them that this is uh, something that can help them? Because obviously not every veteran is someone that plays video games. And also um, in terms of um, people that are um, investing in, in, in you guys and, and, and um, trying to convince them also that you know that video games are something that can help people what what has that outreach process process been like for you um so i have recently developed a new slogan uh when it comes to charity work and just life in general and it's hunt don't chase and for the longest time when when you when you're a starving man when you're starving and your organization is struggling to keep the lights on there's a level of desperation that comes off of you that people can yeah. smell people know and they see you coming and they're like ah this they're they're not in a good space it's kind of like the idea of being able to go get a bank loan when you don't need it it's like they're more willing to invest in you when you don't look like you're like, oh, my God, thank you. We need this money so badly, um, as opposed to, yeah, it would be nice. We're going to do this anyway with or without you. Then people are like, well, obviously, they're doing fine for themselves. They don't need yeah. us. And anytime I've tried going after something like an organization, like a uh, perfect example. Well, no, I don't, I don't want to use actual names or organizations, but there have been organizations when I, I want to work with these guys and I was absolutely up there. When somebody tells me yes, it used to be, I will not, it is literally the bear trap mentality of like, I'm not letting go until you tell me no. Mm -hmm. Like you have to end this relationship. You either ghost me yeah. or stop or like, but I will be up your ass. And if you say yes to me at a convention, which is generally what mm -hmm. would happen because people don't like saying, ah, actually, this isn't our thing in person. They're just like, oh, yeah. we should do something. This is great. Let's figure it out. And the, and back in the day, I would hear that and be like, we got him. Let's go. And just fucking just hammer the shit out of people. And anytime I would chase after those people, the final product of whatever we would get was never that great. You're, you're forcing somebody at gunpoint to do something yeah. they really don't want to do. Versus the organizations that come to us and are just like, hey, we love what you're doing over here. We had an idea. What do you think about this? I was like, yes, that's what I want because they're the ones who are driving the train. They want to make this successful for whatever reason, even if it's marketing related or if they right around Veterans Day, everybody gets real patriotic. So people come, but the folks that come to us versus me running people down and beating them about the head and neck area like what are you doing for the veterans you piece of shit you unpatriotic like whatever we're going to get from those those individuals way different yeah. level than trying to beat somebody up right. over it so i've gotten a lot better with after like three or four emails of not hearing anything back i'm just going it is what it is all right well we'll be where we're yeah and uh and to never burn bridges as well, because and I'll I'll say this all day. Riot Gate, Riot Studios, back in the day, mm -hmm. Riot Games. Um, I think it was like 2015 or something like that. They were very much like, "Hey, we're not interested in what you're selling. We don't have any desire. Our focus is on uh, like girls who code and education, and we just don't have any space for veterans." And I go, "Roger that. We'll be here when you're ready." And I think three years later. Out of the blue, they they started. They have their own um, employee group now for mm -hmm. and <laughs> we're in a place now where a lot of these studios have employee. I don't want to say employee readiness groups, the ERGs, yeah, yeah, yeah. but employee groups. Yeah, which 
started off as like, hey, black programmers or female programmers or, you know, artists mm-hmm. or like, hey, Puerto Rican artists or whatever. But it was d- diversity hired, diversity groups out there at these studios. And then veterans started to become showing up as like, so Activision and Riot and a lot of these folks. And that's where we started making mm-hmm. our hits, where I didn't have to do any of the work. It was the veterans from inside the company that were like, hey, we should do something with like the veterans for this year. And then you look around the gaming space and it's like, well, there are no others to like, there are no gaming military charities out there. It's like, oh, there's stack up and that's it. It's like, we're the only ones out there really yeah, doing right. it. So it became very easy. So when they approached us with their employee group and they're like, we want to do something. It's like, all right, it's a good yeah. thing. I didn't <laughs> go off on you guys back when you promised yeah. you were going like, to do how, something. How, how did you but deal it all, with that type of rejection? <laughs> Um, as professional as I could, uh, generally, you could, again, you never know, you never know when that person might change their mind or need or want to work with you. And as a charity guy, you just go, I'm literally the guy with the bell at the Salvation Army outside of your grocery store, just ringing like, Hey, we need mo- donations, please donations, please donations. And people will just walk by or oh, I'm sorry, we can't this year, but boy, maybe next year, you know, it's in the budget. We could probably figure it out. It was, it's, you know, same thing business a lot of times with a lot of, yeah, it's, and I stopped taking yeah. it personally because again, <laughs> I've grown up a lot, which sounds weird as a 40 something year old. I'm 46 now. I've been doing this for now 12 years. Wow. And it took me a very, 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 very long, like literally still in my 40s, just getting in people's faces like, you said you were going to fucking do this. And you're not doing it. Right, what right, the right. fuck? Like just getting it. And then finally just going, you know what? All right, fine. I'm not going to chase you down. Like when you figure it out. And I think we're fine. We're because I can do that because we're at a point now where we're not. We may still be hand to mouth, but now we're a million dollar charity. Like we just this is our second year in a row. We've raised hey, over a million dollars. Yeah, in congratulations, congratulations. And so bro. it's it's. It it feels great. It's it's come along less than twenty five. There's a quarter million registered charities here in the United States, and less than twenty percent of them ever hit that number. So it's That's like awesome. a weird like, oh, we're actually actually yeah. a charity now. Uh-huh. Like we're not just as opposed to like oh it's those funny oh it's those gaming goofs. This is like <laughs> no, we're out here like, doing something. Oh, no, no, yeah, we're yeah. we're actually a legitimate charity. And and the funny thing is, is of those twenty percent, like not all of them are actually doing the mission that they need to be doing like some of them are just going through the motions and we i pride myself not just on the money raised which is unfortunately a very easy pit to fall into because of video gaming it's like oh check out our new high score of fundraising but it gets you know as opposed to hey look at all the people we helped remember but as the guy running the organization it's very much like my job to bring in all the money and then split it up to the teams that go out and do the good work and so I'm always like, yeah, we raised this much, and this is how much we raised this year. And it's like, hey, but why are we doing mm-hmm. this again? It's not. I didn't. It's like that's, a, that's an awesome f- number, right. but what are we doing with this number right. that we achieved? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it turns in. Yeah, it's like, what did I start all this? It wasn't to become a fundraiser. Right, right. Uh, I don't like sending out emails and having phone call meetings all day. Like this isn't why I started this. It was to see those happy pictures we get back from guys and gals that are just like, I can't believe. Oh my god, this is such a game. Like such a life changer. I can't believe you sent this. Like. And the, some of the requests we get are just bananas. Like guys, the gals that are just like, hey, my PS2 finally broke and I don't have any way. And it's like, what? Okay. Like, holy shit. Like, really? Like, you're like, I, I will never forget that request. But it was one of those like, because this is my 
full-time hobby like and it's been such a big part of my life it's like whenever there's a console or a game or something i just go get it and i figure out the money in other ways but that's not always yeah. the case obviously and boy just some of the requests you're like what is going on over there where that is okay like i can't mm -hmm. just like, a like you're, you're back two? in 2003 still and you're just like yeah and it's like what uh -huh. how are you doing okay so God how, damn, all right so what is the criteria for like sending out let's say um i think you refer to it as a supply crate or yeah that's correct yeah so our supply crate program again we focus on <clears throat> there's kind of a hierarchy or they call it rack and stack in the military but it's primarily folks that are still deployed overseas away from the flagpole as it, as you will like the further away you get your special operators your embassy guards your folks that are in the middle of nowhere with no actual support like they get top tier priority actually before those folks our allies get top tier priority which sounds crazy but we don't get a lot of requests from like spanish yeah. troops or uk troops or anything but we're still like every now and again we'll get one like we did we just do it on for in new zealand the cup or i'm sorry turkey which was like huh? okay um but yeah they get top priority primarily because we get so mm -hmm. few of them then it goes to u.s troops uh deployed forward outside of uh, range of logistics support and then further the further and further you get to being back home uh, which we still we still do a lot of crates back home, especially now that things have kind of wrapped up in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, it's a lot of okay, the government has broken a bunch of their toys, aka the soldiers who are back home, and they don't have you know they they're on limited budgets, they're on fixed incomes. Gaming is not, I mean, as much as it's a huge piece of my life, like it's not everybody. Not like, a priority hey, to them. Bobby needs yeah. braces. They don't have, you know, the first thing to go to the pawn shop right, is your right, Xbox, right. you know? So it's like, I, but that's generally the thing that gives them happiness. It g keeps them connected with other guys from gals and from their unit, you know, their friends. Like how many of these guys are playing Warzone with their guys every night or getting into Destiny games? Like post 9-11 veterans use gaming as a way to stay in touch mm -hmm. with folks. And that is a huge, huge detractor from veteran suicide. Like if you can keep guys happy, motivated, and talking yeah. to other people, that keeps them alive. And so that is a conversation we've had to have a couple times. We're like, oh, gaming's so stupid, you know, with the rock and roll is the devil's music from the sixties. This is just our right. version of it. It's like, well, actually, fortunately for us, we're in the we're in the phase of the game where Again, the Dungeons and Dragons movie is out and it's doing yeah. gangbusters and, yep. you know, Critical Role is on Netflix. Yo, and it's just like that Mario role, just got a movie like game. There's media as a whole is accepting games and, and anime games and, and stuff anime, like that. Yeah. Now, all there's, the things there's. Yeah. Last of Us. It's like yeah. pfft, like are you, like I went into an American Legion post. I kind of and again, ancient, ancient Vietnam era vets that are just not getting the game. thing. I'm like, hey, how many of you are all watching that uh, Last of Us show? And then a couple of people raise their hands. I go, you know, that's based off of a video game, right? And the like, <laughs> guys, you know, like, oh, that show's amazing. Like, this is fantastic. Almost, yeah, I love this story. Pedro Pascal, he is. Quite the last stallion there. It's like yes, that is a that's a video game, bro. Uh -huh. It's like oh, oh god. Actually, you got like, like the, the fork, fork knights. Knife. Like yes, that's like my knife. the fork knife. Yes. Uh, so every year that goes by, my job gets a little easier 
uh, some 60 year old in a C-level position, like a CEO or CFO who doesn't get it. And then I have to have that conversation to go, but boy, let me tell you about my, my son. It's all he does all day. And it's like, yes, we know that's the point. Yeah. Like, can you not see the future? Like, hello. So either the people don't get it or they, they kind of have that light bulb moment. It's like, oh, actually, you know, this is the future. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we kind of know we're just a little ahead of the power curve on this right. one. So, so, um, Sorry, I bla- no, I'm no, glad. No, 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 That answered my question. Yeah, that answered the question. And actually, oh, supply crate, supply <laughs> crate. So yeah, and obviously yeah. going back to, we've been doing a lot of support back home here in the states uh, because that's just a lot of broken people now, and the VA is overwhelmed. They can't help everybody. They're they're getting run over, and so this is anything we can do to help out between our suicide prevention team and then the supply crates and we're just we're flooded with people making requests it's just all day every day people asking for help and i get it it's like it's a good problem to have but it's also like we can't save everybody Mm -hmm. so you know we can't send out thousand to two thousand dollars supply crates to every single person who asked for one so it's like we have to get very creative on our selection process usually it's the storage and you our guys reach out and they talk to the individuals that we send stuff to. It's like, let's mm-hmm. hear your story and make sure you're mm-hmm. legit. One is obviously want to make sure we're not giving a console to somebody who's, because we've had a couple of those. Oh, we had people send back pictures. Course, we've had people send back pictures holding up the console. And then you can see the box for the other console in the upper left. And it's like, son of a wow. bitch. <laughs> you didn't How big is the team? Um, funnily enough, uh, so I just did ADP the other day, which is our payment processor. I just checked in over there. So we have 12, uh, 12 full-time staff and another 17 part-time staff, which is nuts. That's a whole truckload of people. It was one of those like, oh yeah, we got 10 staff people and that's like a normal amount. And then I looked over at ADP and it's like, uh-huh. actually, um, a lot of fundraisers, uh, a lot of the, we got to a million dollars because of our IRT, which is our influencer relations team, that those are the folks that go out. This is why we're successful in all these other charities that are out there fl- floundering around in the game space, trying to figure out how to get Doctor Lupo, Lupo to stream <laughs> for them. Like they don't yeah. get it; they just see gaming as a fundraising mm-hmm. thing. Like Big oh, streaming, streamer, just get, get them uh, talk about thing money. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll have we'll have a huge pop from the 18 to 35 year old demographic really excited about breast cancer awareness it's like so it's money it's awareness but they don't they're not gamers yeah. first obviously so they like try to slap something together our irt are out there like reaching out interacting with the streamers they're all streamers themselves they know what it's like they know the deal they know all the ups and downs and pitfalls and of streaming and it's our job to talk to them and make sure they have as good of a time as they possibly can while they're raising money for us. They feel like they're a part mm-hmm. of something as opposed to, and this is just the way it was when we first started. It was like, Hey, thanks for doing this. Uh, I don't have time to physically interact with you. Every single person who would stream for us. Now we have a team that does that and make sure we maintain relationships with everybody, which is really where it comes to. If you feel like you're a part yeah. of something as opposed to, Hey, thanks for the money. See you next year. Mm-hmm. It's a little Absolutely. different story. So that's why we've been so successful with what we're doing out there. Not to mention we're we're the real deal Holyfield of, you know, we're actually gamers first and then charity yeah. workers second. Like, and it shows. 
And, you know, these, you know, organizations just come, you know, Doctors Without Borders and a couple other folks that, you know, show up at these events and they just have two people at their booths just, just kind sitting of there. Like, oh, yeah. God. Anytime we oh pass by one of those booths at a PAX like, or something, nah. it's like, it like, you guys are out of your element yeah, right for now. For yeah. real. <laughs> hey, we're here. It's. It's the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, and they're here, and they're giving out little Pokemon figures. Like, okay, <laughs> got it, Jack. I know why you're here. This is annoying. So, and, but uh, yeah, so that's that is what has made us successful is because we talk the talk and we mean it, mm-hmm. and that's you guys really put came in the footwork to too. Yeah, like that's how we met, yeah, just really. out at events, and like it. It is. <laughs> We were making fun of, before you hopped on, we were telling Cam, we're like, man, you don't know, Steve, you've only been at one of these things. Stevie out here making friends, talking up, and it's like, we, I'm like, we can tell that we're like, this man is building connections everywhere Mm -hmm. he goes, and it's like, oh yeah, very, very glad for our initial conversation but just oh yeah i i loved I've, you guys man it was like one of those the party just follows these <laughs> this is obviously these guys are obviously movers and shakers in their own right like just because you have a four man element and you're just kind of walking around it's like okay these guys are you, i don't know you just seemed fun thank you, That's like, what, thank right, you. We, right. we really I mean, appreciate like that yeah, like real. anytime we have been going to stuff cuz honestly as a group for us like um like Pax East was our first event as a group and so, mm-hmm. West. Pax, really? Pax West, Pax, uh, West. Pax West, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, oh, that's yeah. yeah. Congrats, man. And that's so awesome. So it's like my first one was Pax East right before the big cough happened and everything, and I came back with the energy. The big cough, yeah. <laughs> coined by Deontay. I love that one. Um, but I came good. back with the energy of like, good. y'all, we need to go out and do this, and then the world closed, and so. Once we all went out as a group in West, like I was telling the boys beforehand, I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> you guys don't understand yet, but I'm tired. <laughs> and so by the end of yeah, like it can be some day real, two. Uh, some real, real long days out there. And then so we were talking a little bit before we started recording the idea of how much things have changed Absolutely. since Nintendo kind of pulled out of E3 and that starting the the downward slide. And one of my guys, uh, Dave, uh said something and it haunted me, but he's 100% right. It's the idea of the games industry has kind of given up on conventions. Yes, yes. And PAX East was a perfect example. Like, I was literally taking pictures. It was... Okay, this is... it was... This is where the Bethesda booth was supposed right. to be. This is where the Square Enix booth Absolutely. was supposed to be. This is where Microsoft would usually be. None of them were there. Nobody was there. The only people who were there is a Devolver. It's like, sure, they're they're Devolver, gonna be there. Play like your indie THQ. studios, yeah. like those were the biggest spots. Yeah, yeah, and it's like even Play On. It's like a couple of years ago. Well, who are these guys? Like they're starting to make a name for themselves just with the content. But it's just it's also a lot of Eastern yeah. European. Like it's not the same thing going exactly. on. It's just. You know, going to East, it was like, oh, they got food trucks this year. Oh, fantastic. And then you think of them canceling E3 this year, and it's just like, boy, they just – I, I thought I thought the Keeleys – I thought Jeff Keeley was going to come along and kind of bring his magic, and I'm guessing it didn't oh, happen that way. the but, Summer uh, Jeff Fest isn't – he's over here like, dang, E3's gone. That's sure. crazy, but we're over here yeah. partying it up. See y'all this week. I think that was <laughs> – I was hoping – I was kind of hoping that that was going to merge the two yeah. together. It's like, all right, he's going to bring the heat. He's going to bring all these deads, but clearly nah, not. That didn't happen, waiting, so it's he like – waited for them to die, and he's going to take their spot next year. <laughs> that's yeah that's kind of it's like it's now it's key three is key three summer like, jeff all right, fest yeah. all of the the above so i hate that key three summer i haven't jeff. heard that one i like that one <laughs> key three 
But uh, yeah, I mean, how better to like, oh yeah, you know, reach your hand out. Yeah, we can figure this out together. Like I saw pictures of him with the Reed Pop people and uh, in December and I'm like, oh shit, all right, maybe they're going to work this out. All right, this could be, this could be real good. Either. That yeah. was the signing the death <laughs> right warrant. Be like, you all don't even know. Yeah, right through. <laughs> Actually, I've changed my mind. I'm going to keep doing my thing. Yeah. You guys can right? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, even like you mentioned with how East was very empty on that secondary half, everything that happened with E3 is like, like you said, the industry's kind of given up on conventions and it's the unfortunate part about it is like on the outside perspective, yeah, whatever, we can get directs, we can get a state of play, we can get all this digital stuff. But for people like you who are on the ground, those events like that are those opportunities to meet up with people, talk, mingle, and when there's nothing going on, that's kind of eliminated. And so you can only do so much well, with the digital it's, it's like it's like anything. Yeah. It's like anything. We're in we're in a we're in a dip right yeah. now. And then some Microsoft one year will go, Hey, nobody's at this thing again. We should right. go back. Or like I don't know, but I, I get the feeling like it, it, I hope so anyway, because yeah. I mean that that was just such a great time in to be in the games industry, and I'm so glad I I got in on the ground floor, was able to see a full E3 mm -hmm. at and it's and I was just a stupid little game blogger who was doing you know walkthroughs on you know yeah. difficult on, on achievement yeah, guides yeah, and things right. like that like but i'm so glad i got to see that and take appointments and mm -hmm. you know stand in eight hour lines to go try this one thing that nobody yep. else had access yep. to <laughs> and it's like that doesn't happen anymore you go to you go to pax east and it's like there's a guy in front of you and it's, you're talking to the developer of the game and it's like would you like to try my game it's like sure i'll try it and then 10 minutes later you're done and like all right that was a thing and then you just go to the next one and the next one and you're like all right, well, that was the first day, and I don't need to buy any more dice. And um, I guess I'm done. Like, what? Mm -hmm. And this is for four days? We got I got four days of this. Yep. Okay. But again, the good news is, fortunately, the people yeah. still come. And, uh, you know, as much of a merch uh, thing as it's turning into, where it's just like, hey, do you want to yeah. buy these T-shirts or dice or, you know, four thousand dollar gaming tables you know it's how those people still have right. i don't get it but um <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's still good that the people are showing up and that's the nice mm -hmm. part so god bless god bless our gamer nerds that still continue to come to this thing and don't know and there are people there are people that don't know any better like you guys you said that the pax west was your first yeah, one we don't it's know like, no better yeah we don't know no better oh, that was a mm -hmm. No Ubisoft, really? Not even Ubisoft. Right. right. Yeah. But uh, I think it's yeah, the so, experiences at the end yeah. of the day. Like you said, it's about the people more than anything. It's like, yeah, we go, we go to everything. We go to these events because video games, we like video games. But then being able to talk, meet with people who share this common interest of like, this is this is why I'm here. I'm here for I'm here for you guys. I'm here for the people. Video games are nice, but these people like video games, and we can have that discussion about the thing we love together. And I think that's the it's a big portion about it so oh yeah i don't think i played a single game while i was on the show floor which is not uncommon i used to do that anyway because it was all about biz oh, dev yeah. and marketing and trying to like hey i'm here to how can we work together well, let's figure something out versus like hey i want to play your game because i don't like vertical slices of games i don't like to all right here's the third chapter of this game that's not due out for six months it's like well i just want to sit in my room and play this and have my headphones yep. on and you know oh what'd you think it's like i just Give me the whole experience. So I don't I don't want to unless there's something where I'm just like, oh, I yeah. got to try this. And I haven't seen that. There's, there haven't been too many of those in a long time. So I feel like Mage Seeker was that for us at the time. 
that was, <laughs> ironically, so I reached out to their uh -huh. PR people and I go, oh, you're going to be at PAX East? What <laughs> the, f really? Like you're showing a game off? They're like, we have a hotel room. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Could you just do the big thing? Like, come on, we need a, we need like a big booth to yeah. like rally around. And now they, again, it's like, all right, this is $4,000 versus, you know, $2 million right. to bring a whole team out and have a 50 by 50 booth. And then all the yeah. marketing angles. The game was good. I get though. it. I get yeah. it. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, Are it was good. Like, cause even I mean, it's riot. I mean, of course they've got asses, some spit and polish. Yeah, on Yeah, cause even I mean. like the yeah when they said hotel room, they did cause it was like maybe just four different yeah. four to six different sections just kind of blocked off for um for little interview sections. But it was it wasn't a lot. But they did their thing. Shout shouts out. It, was, it was a good game. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> they gave us water. Have and you? Pears. <laughs> it was pears. <laughs> I even told Darren, I was like, is that huh. a pair? And he was like, he was like, yeah. And I was like, mine. <laughs> Interesting. That's a strange. A it was very strange. I mean, usually gamers, it's like water, uh, Red Bull. Maybe uh, an apple. Like you, unhealthy options. <laughs> hey, after 2020, you know, when they started getting uh, guess, Kleenex and everything like that. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> here's your, here's your riots hand sanitizer. Right. Yeah. Steve, I was going to ask, have you guys um, tried to um, or currently have any relationships with sort of the big three to get um, consoles donated directly? <laughs> so your Nintendo, your Microsoft, your Sony. No, uh, we have relationships with all those orgs. Obviously, they know who we are. Uh, the last couple of years, as you can imagine, have been extremely tight just across yeah, the board. Like, like shortages and Obviously, stuff. the whole supply chain issues uh the fact now you can go to a best buy and you can see most of the consoles just behind the counter again is one of those okay we're in a good spot again we could start asking but generally speaking what they'll do for us is they connect us with the distributors mm -hmm. uh, so it's the people that they buy the they they farm the consoles out to like hey we need 50 playstation 5s mm -hmm. and they'll they'll give us a lot of like they'll give us the opportunity to purchase 50 PlayStation 5s, and that's the best we've got, right? <laughs> Which again, right, right. it gives you an in. Yeah, I got you. Okay. And, and we get them, and we get them at, and we get them at sticker. Like we get them, you know, at manufacturer retail. Like we're not yeah. paying, you know, Best Buy prices for right. them, but still, it's also. It, but that's just where mm -hmm. we're at. You know, it's just that we're. It's all digital. It's all everybody's trying to like. We don't get boxes of games anymore we get all digital like, yeah, sheets of uh -huh. codes and things like that it's just we're just in a different different time now right. so we're there's just a lot less because they're not doing conventions because they're not the, the money's not there right now there's just a lot less that they're giving out and it's really having to pull teeth but we're also in a place where we don't we're not reliant on donations like that anymore right. so it sucks that we don't have people just sending us you know pallets of consoles yeah. anymore like we used to we used to get back in the good old days we used to get consoles from studios they would be like oh we're trying to move this skew or like uh we're coming out with a new one and we have a bunch mm. in the warehouse would you like some and like uh yeah keep nice. them coming um yeah again dealing with the playstation 2 people of the world who are like yeah there are people will eat this up without right. a doubt and i always had more always had more requests than i had stuff to give people right. so 
As a charity guy, we take what we can get, generally speaking. Are there any favorites among the veterans? Either favorite games or favorite um, consoles? That, <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I thought you were asking if he had a favorite. Well, right now, the PlayStation 5 is the new hotness. Everybody wants that uh, because they can't have it. Really. <laughs> it's one of those. You can't just go to Best Buy and buy a PlayStation 5, so everybody wants one. Um, obviously, your War Zones. Uh, it's, it's what you would expect. Madden. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other big ones Madden, out there. FIFA, it really 2K, just comes. Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, it's sports games. It's your shooters. Uh, there aren't too many big surprises. It used to be, back in the day, it used to be Call of Duty, Battlefield, Madden. Mm-hmm. And now Battlefield's kind of fallen off. And now it's Call of Duty, Madden, and then I forgot what the third one is. But it can kind of go a bunch of different ways. And everybody has different, you know, we ask for wish lists when you know, somebody puts in a request. It's not just which console would you like, but what games would you be like? What games do you want to see with this thing? And we try to fill those out as best we can. But yeah, everybody's into the Call of Duty. I mean, because they're the most widely marketed games in the world, it's one of those. And they're, you know, billion dollar, you know, development budget. You know, it shows on the screen. It shows in the game. So most of your AAA titles are the ones that we get requested. So nothing that, you, you know, Resident Evil and, uh, I'm trying to think of what other big console hits that would you know, God fall into that category right now. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Your big studio titles that you know would would generally you tend know, yeah, the three. The you're, thing like, that everybody's yeah, looking like forward to, that, new, that fresh hotness. Yes, got exactly, you. where it's like, Game of the yes. Game. So, <laughs> yep, yep, mm-hmm. Game of the Year contenders. Um, so, I, so whenever at events, I know it's you and then um, – the group that you tend to bring, are those volunteers or are those other vets that tend to come with you? A little okay. bit of both. Uh, we've, so our event budget was cut pretty dramatically this year and we're also struggling, which sounds weird to be like, yeah, we raised a million dollars and we don't have enough money to do X, Y, and Z. But events are the one thing that we just have to cut back yeah. on because we can't cut back on services for veterans and I can't cut back on payroll because then we start losing people and we start yeah, losing yeah. the ability to help veterans. So it's like we got to find money somewhere. And the event budget was the easy one to like, all right, we can't spend 20 grand to send the team out to PAX East for a weekend when we know that there's really not – the studios aren't there. There aren't going to be any big development deals mm-hmm. for us. So it, I, I just went out with a couple – like a strike team, I guess you could say. And then – when we have these events, generally we'll call on our local volunteers to come out and assist too. Like if they just show up and we get them badges and they just kind of just wander around the show floor as far as, you know, just being present and being, you know, hey, do you want to come yeah. to a gaming convention with us? Um, whereas, and that used to be a lot of our air assault traffic where we would we would bring guys and gals to an E3, to a PAX West, to a TwitchCon, and it would be a big centerpiece for our year we would have a booth we'd have you know some aerosols which are aerosol programs where we fly disabled or deserving veterans to various gaming events like comic-con and e3 and stuff like that Uh, studio tours uh you know things like that and so that used to be a big piece of that but since we cut our event budget it's like ah, now we're now we're bringing out people to los angeles to our headquarters and we're doing Universal, we're doing Disney okay. out here, we're doing doing the penny tour of Hollywood, you know, just like, hey, come down and see the the stars on the, you know, Hollywood Walk of Fame and, you know, feed them full of food and put them up for the weekend, have a great time out here. And then they still get a really good experience. Uh, you know, I keep hearing about this rise of the resistance ride no, at Disney that I can't no, wait no. to try out. So. <laughs> 
we're doing that. We're doing that with our guys here uh, in a couple of weeks, and the next crew we bring out there. So I am. I've heard nothing but insane things out of that. So we're gonna give that a try. But we just sent out a bunch of guys last weekend to Universal for the Super Mario oh, nice. thing that they have out there. Yeah. So it's like, all right, let's. So yeah, that's equivalent and so just giving them good experiences while they're out here and so instead of going to pax east so that's that's generally how our breakdown at events is now at least until the industry so we'll always send some people out to events like we'll be at twitch twitchcon will be pretty heavy which boy that'll be something with the vegas angle um doing gen con this year we're doing a couple like we're doing some of the comic cons but it'll just be small fire teams of people going it's we're not going to have full mm-hmm. booths and things like that so unless something dramatically changed we just fall on a couple million dollars out of the blue but, <laughs> but yeah that's that's the plan right now that is the plan we're gonna we're gonna you'll see a, a couple red shirts walking around but the days of having you know th- 20 people yeah. there uh doing the full red shirt thing there is probably going to be gone for a little bit so which sucks because that was the prime time of what we were doing. It was a lot of fun and we had great times, and but it's just not there right now. So we have to adjust fire. So we using our money, using our donations more mm-hmm. wisely. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a question. Um, what what would be one of the, sure. your most uh, memorable moments? Would you say? Uh, what's that? Um, trying to think. Good or I bad. mean, if there's too many, like that's a good sign, <laughs> but. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things you don't really think of because uh, I think I think getting recognized at the Game Awards a couple of years ago was oh, real neat. Is. Uh, yeah, we we literally they did a video segment of four stack up at I think it was the fuck what it's called like their Gamer of the Year like uh, not Gamer of the Year but like I think it was a Facebook uh, I think I remember what you're talking about. Um, it was one of those side yeah, sections was, where yeah, 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 I think sponsored by Facebook. Yeah, it was the last. Yeah, it was like the it was 2019. It was right before mm, the pandemic okay, started, okay. and we were all out there at Game Awards, and they did a whole video segment of us, and it was fantastic. And that really got that was a neat like for as long as I've been in the industry, and as long as I had because I started doing industry shit in 2009 when I was still working full time, and uh, so to finally stand in front of like literally stand up with the entire audience of you know, the game awards and take, do the selfie with everybody yeah. behind me and a couple other folks. I was like, ah, check this out. And everybody looking at us, it was such a neat, like son of a bitch. That's, that was a, you did it. That was you a nice, did it. Yeah. yeah, that was right. a real, it'd be like, it'd be like if the podcast won an award at the game awards and then you guys went up on stage and be like, oh, Hey, did, right. did you cry? Cause I would have cried. We, did you cry? <laughs> no, I was, I was paralyzed. It was one of those like, this is uh-huh. happening right now. And I, it's very weird to see me up on the big screen. And like, it was, it was very weird, but I'm glad that was definitely one of the higher, uh, higher beats of doing all this stuff. Now, of course there's the, I think you pair that with the occasional, uh, thing we get back from somebody, someone will write to us in discord or we'll see a social media post where somebody's like, Hey, you guys don't know, but six months ago I was getting ready to kill myself and somebody sent me over to you guys and I, you helped me get me through. And we've got quite a few of those now, a couple of those stories and to the point where it's, <laughs> I don't want to say like, it's not a big deal, but you do this long enough and everybody just turns into names on a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't like that. But as at the executive level, 
it turns into numbers and metrics and, and it gets very easy to forget like, Oh, these are actual human beings and yeah. individuals. And so you get one of those every now and again, and it's a real slap in the face. Like, Oh, it's like, this right, is what you're doing. Saving. This is what yeah. it's for at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. This is what we're training here for yeah. boys. It's like, son of a bitch. I forgot. You know and it's like? So you get one of those and they're always out of the blue. They're never like a, we just had one last week where a, one of our streamers had one of their people come into their chat and dump a bunch of gifted subs on it. Then what's this about? It's like, oh, you did a fundraiser for Stack Up two years ago, mm. and I was in a rough time in my life, and I was getting ready to kill myself, and I found Stack Up because of you, and yeah, I'm still here. Amazing. So here's a bunch wow. of gifted subs. Wow. It was awesome. like, that is amazing. Fuck, that's let's go. Fucking awesome. But again, it's just like you can't. I mean, with the way that the the program is, you don't know right. who you're helping. Like the people who come in to chat with us, like they talk and they'll. Sometimes they're good and sometimes you never hear from them again. They're like, hey, thank you. And then they disappear and you're like, well, I hope they didn't kill yeah. themselves. Uh, and you don't hear from them. And then two years later, they'll come back and like, hey, I don't know if you remember me or not, but I was going to kill myself and I'm right. still here thanks to you. And it's like, holy shit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, that, like you said, it's so, a slap in the face. Those, it's just a so, it's, so it's a lot of, we get like one, uh, one of those like a month now. And it's very much like a, it's a steady drip of dopamine that I wasn't getting from, you know, going to conventions yeah. anymore or, you know, sending, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures of people holding up Xbox and Playstations that we sent out. And it's like, oh, that's nice. You know, you, but it doesn't, it doesn't do it anymore for me. But hearing the, like, I'm actually still alive. We had one a couple of months ago that was like, guy literally had a gun while he was in Discord and our... Vaughn, our volunteer got him to take the, the magazine out of the, the weapon and unload the weapon. And uh, he did that and then came back the next day and put the gun to his head and forgot that he had unloaded the weapon and pulled the trigger. And it was the slap in the face that woke him up and said, oh, shit. All right. I forgot I had unloaded the gun uh, and I went and got help. And it was like, OK, <laughs> holy Yo. shit. Good job, right. team. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, shout yeah, out to awesome. them. But that's the kind of shit, like, those are the kinds of random, like, messages we'll get on Discord, and it's like, holy shit, like, yeah. real punches, like, real, like, so those are the ones I live for now, like, getting those, uh, those are great, and those those make me feel like, hey, I've actually accomplished right. something with this organization, we're not just, we're not just sending out Xboxes to people anymore, it's like we're saving yeah. lives, which, there, there's your motto right there, right. not just Xboxes, but saving lives right. out here. So you guys have you guys have had a lot of accomplishments, obviously already. Obviously, you you mentioned the game awards. Um, what's next for you guys? Where do you see yourselves as an organization <laughs> next five to ten years? Yeah, funny that um, there is a five to ten year plan, and it all revolves around one of our major donors going public. Mm. Like, uh, and when that happens, that will bring in a tidal wave of money to us. Because that going public side of things, we've already talked to them and said, hey, you have a plan for supporting the charity, right? Like, there's like, if you get several billion dollars from this, like, hey, how about that tax write off? What do you think we could do with that, right? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so even a couple million dollars, you want to slide some of that our way. So, that it, it's not something we need to survive. It's not something we're like, please, right. could you please, like, right now, the market is in the toilet. And so, their investors, it's not a good time mm -hmm. for them to sell. Right. So it's very much like we have to wait until the market comes back and then everything needs to be in a good spot and everything. Like all the stars need to align. But when that happens, 
that will definitely be the next chapter. Because we, for the longest time, we had the quote unquote million dollar drill at the charity. We'd be like, what happens if somebody comes in and drops a million dollars on us? I was like, well, <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> sounds good. Sounds like a, it's a good problem to have, but it's definitely one of those like, hey, this suddenly changes a couple right. things. Well, now it's the $10 million drill where it's like, all right, what happens if somebody comes in and, you know, multiplies our annual, you know, amount of money raised and like, all right, now we have, we're no longer living hand to mouth. We have, we can, you know, expand mm-hmm. a little bit. And th- I think that will be the next, this headquarters slash community center here in Los Angeles was the first real step to kind of, because before we were just a bunch of dudes and uh, gals working out of their basements and then having the actual headquarters here in Los Angeles kind of was the first like, no, no, we're yeah. a real charity, guys. Like, it's for real, real. And so the next, like, just turning us into a real big boy charity, like having an office and having, you know, I don't know, just the usual, you know, things that come with having a chair, like a real yeah. charity. But we've never had enough money. You know, we're not in the hundreds of millions of dollars where it's like, oh, we've got real estate. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so we've just never had that as a concern. And that's really the next step because we're doing everything else. And one of the things that concerning is the, the headquarters in Los Angeles. I've had to talk to our directors about this. Uh, well, they had to talk to me because I was so invested in this new chapter with the headquarters out here and this community center that I was kind of not forgetting, but everything else was on autopilot. Mm. It was, And so it very much felt like the charity was getting kind of split in half where it was like Los Angeles and everything else, which not they weren't wrong. They were absolutely right because I want to make this successful out here. And if we can get funding from Los Angeles County and the mayor's office and all kinds of like all good things, but it would take us to a level where it's like, oh, and remember, there's also this other part mm-hmm. of the charity we need to focus right. on, as opposed to just being focused around Los Angeles County, which is no small feat in and of itself. It's a huge 300,000 registered veterans out here in Los Angeles. So we've got plenty of people that need helping right. out here. So having, yeah, once you get to a certain point, the focus, like you said, it becomes kind of kind of this. You know, you have the same goal, but be different ways and different things now are in line but the the nice thing is if it never happens we're not going to lose any sleep over we're perfectly fine if it if they that is not like a well we've got two more years left of operating revenue and if we don't ever hit it's not like that we're just we will we're at a point where we're at cruising altitude and if we we could just continue to do we'd have to scale back a little bit but we could continue to march doing what we're doing to infinity which is nice Mm -hmm. now no one's getting rich over here like there's no nobody's got benefits or 401k over yeah. here. No, like so our people are in it for the love of the game, but they also can see like the end goal is like, hey, this is actually they want to help veterans. They want they they believe in my vision and what we're doing out here, and they they know that I've done this for a long time, and they see that nobody else is doing what we're doing. Wow. So they believe in what we're doing out Hell here. Yeah. So, so, so that, how, that's it. How has Stack Up <laughs> changed you? pool i was a real piece of shit back in the day. like running they say it's the ship of theseus conversation and i've been using this more and more lately where it's our bodies will literally shed itself every seven years like every molecule every fiber of your being will be kind of sloughed off every seven years so i started doing charity work in 2010 and it was a way for me to give back because i wasn't a great guy 
And uh, I wasn't, I want to say bad person. I wasn't a very bad person. I was just very selfish and I didn't care about other people. Yeah. And it was about how much money I had in the bank. And I was making ridiculous money working for the government uh, in DC as a contractor. Like it just, the money was obscene. And uh, I just wasn't happy. And so every, uh, every year that goes by and I interact with people in need, real people in need. Like you get people that come along and try to cheat the system and want, and there's always going to be the folks that are, Hey, just cause they put on uniforms does not make them superheroes. That's a very popular thing yeah. for civilians. Like, Oh, you're a hero. It's like, no, they're still a <laughs> they dirt bag. They just put on a uniform. Like they, this was, it was between this and going to jail. Like they're right. not good people. And the military doesn't always change people for the better. But there are generally good, genuinely good people that I've interacted with that we have been able to help out. And that changes you over time. Like you can't do charity work for 12 years and not get some of that on you. And so I've gotten very, and I don't know if this is just old age talking as well, but I've gotten very, very like, well, let's hear what they have to say. Let's hear their story. Tell me about yourself as opposed to, ah, fuck that guy. Like, uh, like very very willing to put up with other people and their stories and what they're going through as opposed to the immediately just writing people off and nah, I don't care. Not my problem. I don't give a yeah. shit. Not my, not my issue too. All right. Well maybe there's a reason they're acting like this. Let's hear why what's going on in your life that is making yeah. you do this, this, and having this. the empathy to and it's, see what's going on with that other person for real. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's changed who I am as a person. So again, the ship of Theseus, conversation where it's like yeah it's am i no longer the same person i am when i started this and i was like i don't think i am like there's enough of me that's still there like i'm still genuinely certain things of me that that will never change but the charity side of me has definitely brought out a better mm -hmm. person as a human being and now now i just want to keep i want part of this workout insanity that i've been the last three months is one of my guys has been going through a lot of medical issues and he's constantly paranoid like he's my age and watching somebody who is constantly at fear and taking all kinds of medications and like, oh, what's that? Like, it's the old uh, Sanford and Sons, like every time any kind of burp or fart happens, it's like, oh, that's a heart attack. I'm dying. And it's like, I'm that age now. So it's like, OK, I have to squeeze another 40 years out of this meat sack of mine. I need to be in as good a shape as I possibly can in order to tip the scales in my favor. Like I could kick off from an aneurysm tomorrow. There's no getting away. Like, Hey, I eat a, I eat a burrito from Taco Bell and whoops there. You got cancer now. Like there's no sure. getting away from some of that, but I can tip yeah. the scales as best I can with all this nonsense working yeah. out like a lunatic. Give and it sucks, advantage but on the roll I, as it were. Yep. That's there. Yes. I want to roll twice, that D20 yeah. twice, three times if I can. That's safe. <laughs> Fuck, I got to write that down. There's something. There's something there. I, I don't know what it is. I got to workshop that. There's something there. It's all yours. That's As a follow-up question Joe, to, Joe to Justin's question, um, what has gaming done for you as a veteran? Like, you specifically, what did gaming do for you as a veteran? Uh, distracted me uh, pretty dramatically. I came back from Iraq in 2004. Uh, oh, sorry. I was saying what? that was a good question. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so I came back from uh, Iraq in 2004, three weeks before World of Warcraft came out. And I knew what that game was going to be. Uh, I had a, I was that, I was, 
had my finger on the pulse of the industry even back then. And I was like, oh, Warcraft as a MMO? All right, let's see what these guys got. And uh, it absolutely dominated my life for the next year. <clears throat> and I think it was the thing that helped get me back in the swing of things. Like, it's never, I'm still, I still have bad dreams and weird visions and of my time in service. It's just weird stuff. But I think I would have been worse off if I had not had something to take my mind off of it, it's just like anything where it's like too much of a good thing is not great. And I was putting 12 hour days into Warcraft as I was getting out of the service. And so I didn't really process it, but it gave me the time to process it as opposed to just sitting there staring at the wall. So while I was, and it's, I started working with a guild. We started doing all kinds of random dungeons and stuff like that. I started interacting with other gamers. And again, this is before I even knew. I was up in Seattle and I didn't know PAX mm -hmm. was a mm -hmm. thing. But it was, they, they were just getting their legs under them back then too. I wish I'd have known back then. But I literally, I will still take pictures of, uh, the, uh, you guys went to West. Yeah. You're up in, you've been to Seattle, but across from the convention center, there is a, uh, there's a cheesecake factory oh, yeah. that everybody oh, goes yeah, yeah, to yeah. Uh, when when they let out when the convention lets out, and that was the last meal I had before I deployed to Iraq was oh, wow. getting a steak at the and I literally will take pictures of the place I was sitting at. I was like, man, if I could go back and tell <laughs> freaking freaked out 2003 me like right across the street from where you are sitting at, your life will change forever. Going to your first PAX West and finding out that there are 50,000 screaming video game fans that are going to be coming to this thing and that you're going to have. I just, I wish I could have known that. But now yeah. here we are. And, you know, obviously things have changed, but gaming has been a huge. And it's not even so much about the video games. It's about the people. It's about the people you meet. Ah, around dog, that, is our, <laughs> that is our fucking saying, bro. It's, like, it's, it's about the friends you met along the way. Along the way. <laughs> It's all the people you meet along. And that's, that was what it was. It's like all the relationships and all the people that have come in and out of my life through gaming and have maintained friendships or have just faded out or, you know, it's, it's been a ride, man. And I've been doing this a long time and it's a, a major portion of my life now. I'm 46. I've been doing it for 12 years. It's no longer this like, ah, I've been, I play dabble in video games. Like now this, this is actually who I yeah. am now. And, uh, hey man, we, we were at weird. PAX East that's, and, uh, like the guys made fun of me for it, which is it's fine, you know. I didn't take it to heart at all, but like I literally <laughs> hit up hit him up on Discord and was just like, "Hey, I miss you guys." Like, cause it, it's 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 crazy, cause we were we were we were busy good. at taxis. We were you know we were having a good time talking to people, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I miss hanging with my boys, you know. Mm -hmm. Like and like you said, it's about the friends we meet along the way. Like we met hella cool people at Pax. Man. Absolutely, that was a vibe. It's like, That's I think all of us can go back, like 10, 20 years ago, whatever, like we've all liked video games and it's always been a hobby that regardless of how life has taken you and how people have perceived the hobby that's always been with us, to go back and talk to our younger self and be like, hey, those video games that your parents are telling you stop playing so much, <laughs> keep playing them fuckers, playing them <laughs> regret nothing. Oh, I have, I... I literally, I have a, uh, I'll, I'll have to send you a picture of it because it's, it's fantastic. But I have a, uh, you guys are probably a little too young. You remember the far side? Yeah. It's a comic strip from oh, back in the yeah. day, Gary Larson. And he has a, this is from back in 85, I think, but it's a picture of 
hopeful parents in two, the year 2000 and they're standing behind their son who's playing in, like Nintendo and they're looking through the want ads but it's one of those like can you rescue the princess $60,000 and you know a year job like and it's very much like hopeful parents but it's very much before the era of influencer marketing and influencers and video games as a, as a job like oh these kids and their dumb yep. video games but i have that framed and then i have a bunch of my special guest special access <laughs> vip badges around nice. the outside of it as like uh my you know my parents are still befuddled that this all worked out the way it did because again yeah. i was that kid I was absolutely like, like, these stupid video games are taking ruining your life. Oh, you, you never want to do anything but play these dumb video games. It's a beautiful day outside. Get your ass outside. Mm -hmm. Run around. And I was just like looking for ways to go. Oh, it's raining. Oh, fucking out. Stay outside today. Right. So, but yeah, that's uh, Bro, one of the one of the stories that yeah. uh, I love to tell because I actually hate it so much. When I was in they had those. Um, they made you take a test about what potentially uh, or what job you might potentially go for when you get older. So my family was always big into tech. And so, like, I chose a bunch of tech stuff. And so it came out, oh, you're going to be a computer engineer, computer programmer, you know, biosciences, whatever. One of the teachers, right. and I was super excited. I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And this is obviously before the big, like, dot-com explosion and stuff like that. So one of the teachers came over behind me. He goes, you know – this field huh. isn't going to make a lot of money. You should try something else. And I'm like, uh -huh. yo, okay, well, you know, I want to make money. So And so I went the opposite direction. I went to, like, legal, stuff like that. And granted, I'm in that profession now, and I'm well off. But, like, <laughs> I was I was big mad once, like, I got older and I saw, like, all, like, all the you tech see everywhere. Where the world yeah, wins. like, everywhere. <laughs> Like this teacher screwed me. Like I could have been a part Good of this. old guidance counselors. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about HVAC? <laughs> what are your thoughts on electricity? Oh, right. oh. Like, what? Oh my god! It's like I guess you're right. Hate man, mm -hmm. hate. Uh, it's it's one of those things. Like we all got lucky, where it's like our hobbies just turned into the yeah. biggest thing in the world. Like we could all be fly fishermen, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> motocross guys, and be like, "Boy, I sure like this thing." And it just right. never. Like yes, it's popular. Oh, it's very popular in Bulgaria. It's like no, yeah, this is exactly. worldwide. This is no. We just happened to have picked the right hobby for whatever. Like however we got lucky, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I think more. Me than you guys because you guys got I got ten years on you guys so I was still getting stuffed into lockers and you know people like oh Dungeons and Dragons that's hey, nerd man. shit you know now it's like it's the yeah, coolest it's it's fucking jocks we all still we talked about this during pre-show we are anime fans it's big now yeah. we grew up when it was the, not the cool the, the thing only reason whatsoever. why I you didn't get stuffed in lockers was because I couldn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> the only He's like, I like to see you try. Uh -huh. Like, it is it is the weirdest thing watching this this era of twenty two year old goddesses that are now streamers, and it's like, for real, what? Like you, how? Your dad was a gamer, right? Like, yeah. so this came from somewhere. You didn't just like, oh yeah, my dad and I played Legend of Zelda all the time, and now I just, yep. I skipped out on cheerleading cheerleading camp this year to go play video games. It's like different what? generation, hey, man. Hey, a little, little, a little, 
God damn Little it. Little did we know up. that our generation of like the gamers that were picked on would be literally bringing the next generation <laughs> of gamers to like right. take over everything. We didn't know at the time. The nerds won. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. We didn't know at the time. But nerds are in. <laughs> we're in. <laughs> now everybody nice. watching anime. Like I'm I'll be on some. I'll be on some girls' oh, dating yeah. profile, oh, and, I'm like, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm in anime." I'm like, hey, "No, no, no way!" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, mm, "Okay." Oh, how things yeah, have it's, changed. Yeah, it's funny now. You see those little anime stickers right. on people's yeah. cars. Every day, like, oh, every day, yeah. I'm just like... Just the faces, like the faces along the side. Yep. Like, I know that one, uh-huh. I know that one, I know that one. You just got into this I took a picture shit. of one the other day. I'm like, Slayer I don't know sticker. where that one's... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, boy, I don't know what... Boy, Demon Slayer. Whoever's running their marketing. Oh, man, they, they are, are killing, killing it. Killing it. Mm-hmm. It was like, we tried to... The, the blow up with it, especially this past three years, I think is the biggest thing that all the things we're talking about that we grew up with that like we saw it, the popularity reach a certain point but at the same time as damaging as the pandemic did it lifted up so much of different industries to a point that it's never been yeah. because everybody's inside there's nobody doing like people are trying new things what's this weird anime stuff oh naruto's kind of yeah, fire <laughs> hold on this this has life lessons oh you know what maybe that's it maybe demon slayer came out it was right pandemic. before it the, was right before and then just took off from there yeah. and it, it and it's a yeah it's a nice 20 something episode like run and it's like and All it's right, solid. that yeah it's yeah it's definitely it's definitely it's solid really uh, good makes shonen. sense okay it's like shonen done right and it's beautiful with a budget, right? I'm about to say, <laughs> right? It's beautiful. <laughs> We've been talking about this. You got that budget, you can make things happen. <laughs> Duh, that shit is gorgeous nice. to look at. Ooh, cool. All right, Steve. Thank, thank you for your time here with us today, sir. We it, this has been a. I am so glad. I am glad to. Man, this was, I saw you, motherfuckers. <laughs> God damn, damn. Son of a bitch! I'm gonna, I'm gonna literally, they're gonna literally be standing next to the gates of heaven, and I'm there Absolutely. like, hey, y'all doing it? Hey, but now, now, now we're at the gates of heaven. We gotta do Welcome this. Welcome you in, brother. Come on, come on in. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. We, we talked about this <laughs> <laughs> every time. Right. Next event, hopefully, you know, we, we're going to see. I'm so, glad we, I'm so glad we did this. Uh, anytime you want to do this again, please oh, let absolutely. me know. Oh, absolutely. I love, I, you know, again, I don't get to do this too much anymore. So it's one of those, when I'm not working out, like I, I get to, this is me streaming. This is what I would sound like when I would be streaming. So, Sir, yeah, if I ever do fun. anything d and I'm calling you. I'm I'm calling you, oh, sir. We okay. will roll that D20s. If you ever do anything d like, how do you mean? Have you never played Dungeons right, so and Dragons? Okay, all right. Hear me out. Yourself. Hear me out. <laughs> I I have to. I, I, hey, wait, so wait, wait. wait. I, I have to an extent. Like I have played with my uh, with my boy uh, Seth uh, and Deso. Shout out Neo and, Reaper. Yeah, and Neo Reaper, Deso and, and um, you know we've we've played a, a form of Dungeons and Dragons. It was like Lord of the Rings based. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are so hear me out. He is lawyering you right now. Sir, quit dodging Bro, questions. I yes am sir. You're being lawyered. Get used to it. I want to actually do a real campaign. I have never done an actual like D&D campaign with like a dungeon master and all that. I've never done that. No, I have not. I want to. <laughs> well, it's funny. Our our 
our director of communications is here in Los Angeles with us, and he is a card-carrying dungeon master. He's running a he's running a show today, and man, it's boy, we got lucky with that because he can loves I, doing that stuff. So it's very much. He, <laughs> can, can, can what's I join? that? Well, if you hey, come out here, ain't nothing but yeah, a word, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm down. He's like, it's LA, whatever. the thing with that. The thing with that was, uh, again, when we put the house together, we have this area in the back called the Tavern, which is just for Dungeons and Dragons and board gaming and stuff like that. And we put it out there, and for the first couple of months, nobody was really using it. And then he started running campaigns, and holy shit, the veterans who have never done Dungeons and Dragons before, head over heels. We had to start a second day of people fighting each other. To like They wanted to play this Dungeons and Dragons shit, and it was... It was one of those, now people come over and will immediately walk through the house, past all the game stations, past all the video games, and go take their seat in the in the tavern and get ready to go play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I got to check my character. I got. I, I think we leveled it. up. How much do you want to spend I, the lessons? I, I want it. It's crazy. See? see? I, I want it. I know. And the, the crazy part is, you know, how as adults, how hard it is to get an actual... Dungeons yes. and Dragons, no shit, none of this Zoom yes. bullshit. Like, <laughs> I want to sit at the table with some fucking Doritos and put in some work. Yeah. It's impossible to do. Everybody's got busy and kids and et cetera, et cetera. So having every Sunday and now Fridays, these guys come over to the house and they are a full house every time. And it's just like, holy shit, I was not See, expecting Justin, that. So it's I don't a, need to hear no more D&D stuff at this point. You, you, you're putting Steve through it. You, you had an interview with Jerry recently and you're talking all D&D. <laughs> and you're just like, I, I have been, uh, yo, I have, I have literally been on a, a, a D&D <laughs> kick for like a good, like, three or four months now it is it is a fucking problem steve i need your help see my my thing with the D thing is i kind of got out of it and now i'm into the boxed board game like gloomhaven oh, okay, and stuff okay, like yeah, that okay. where it's you have an entire experience ready to go you pull it out you set up the table you play there's no like dm or anything like that you're just rolling dice and going up against you're fighting constantly and it's it's a lot more action-packed as opposed to the all right, you meet your party in a tavern. It's like, all right, here we go. They're like, oh, you're sitting in the back of a tavern somewhere. It's like, all hey, right, man. we got it. I want to sit uh, in the back of that tavern. Man. Not, not uh, hey. <laughs> I know that's that's the running joke. Is like, all right, you you're you know drinking an ale at a tavern, hey. and you meet oh some the. You should catch eyes to somebody across the bar. Like, oh, I want that experience. <laughs> I want that experience. I want to be that nigga See, in the me, back of the I tavern. purposely stay out of it because I'm like, I have too many vices, and D and D will absolutely turn into one, and I don't need that in my life as well. Yes, you do, Derek. When I like seeing the problem, when I like something, I really like something, and I don't want to see. And and the and the problem with that is, if you get a good session or two, you'll chase uh-huh. that high i don't need that <laughs> it's so hard it. to get a group together a serious group of people like everybody comes over on sundays and we're going to order pizza we're going to do this for six hours and you're not going anywhere <laughs> good fucking luck in your 30s it's not happening so if you ever get that sit like at a convention or something like that that's like the that is absolutely the pinnacle experience that you're just not going to get it's so it's hard on my to do. bucket list dude. so it, it is abs- it's on my bucket what's list. that like i need to do like you don't understand i've been watching this show which is essentially like just D and box machina the critical no not even show. that are you watching critical? Uh, no say, I, i've seen it oh I've not that no not that i've <laughs> seen an episode of that which is fantastic absolutely but um it's this group called dimension 20 and yeah 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 okay oh, yeah, so yeah. you know them great 
That exp- that, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. So now I want that, Steve. I want that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> That's what I want. I need that in my life at some point. Like I, I need to sit down. Less professional voice actors and more just a bunch of people hanging out around yes, the table. Yes. Yes. That part, so. Steve. That. Yes, <laughs> I want that. Cute. I want that. I want to go adventurings with my friends while there's a DM who explains the entire situations and we're all <laughs> having a good time eating pizza and being married. I can't believe in San Francisco you can't find that, though. He I totally probably could. could. Thousand percent. I probably could, but like, I also don't trust You're people not- enough. <laughs> <laughs> See, Justin's like, I well, want to play stuff shot, with my man. friends. Yes, I my want friends. my <laughs> friends. I don't want to look for new exactly. friends. I want, I want my, my friends. friends. To do this, <laughs> I did that here in Los Angeles. I was like, I was trying to find a group of people to play board games together, and I showed up, oh. and it was, it was one of those. No, even you, you guys are even a little too nerdy for me. Like it was very much like the the World of Warcraft, uh, yeah. you know, episode of yeah. South Park. Or is like, I'd be telling the boys when we out in shower a, this month. Yeah. Huh? we'd be out at stuff, and I'm like, you know like, what? Right. I know we're nerds. But <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I thought we we we've, we've evolved into there a different go. level of nerd yeah. at this point. Like, like it's like come on, guys, like, come on. Here, you know, yeah, there are levels to this. Yeah, <laughs> but it is what it is. Hey, look. I'm telling you, you got to throw yourself out there. That's like dating apps. You got to throw yourself but out I'm, there. I'm man. afraid of being hurt. You're never going to meet your dwarf. There's an idea <laughs> right there. You need to start a dating app for D&D. I, there it is. I'm afraid of being dating. Oh, I'm sure that's a thing. They, what's the name they have? It's not OK Cupid, is it? It's one of them. Well, they, they have like there a, nerd, a nerd dating app. They have, a, they have nerd dating apps. That is a thing. I'm fairly certain. I think it's OK Cupid. I can't Dessa remember. Row 20 has something yeah, like We will that talk about that after the stream, Desso. but yeah that that honestly like a a campaign like that like is definitely something i would love to do with my friends although a lot of my friends aren't into it shut up but uh yeah i would i would love to do that well you know a great way to do that as well is if you are you a dungeon master i I would i would be a horrible storyteller all right. See, that's part of the problem. That's like, hey, we're putting a band together, and I can play lead guitar. I need guitar, a singer. Yeah, or, yeah. Drummer. It's like we need. Yeah, a pretty important part of it is like, yeah, anybody can play lead guitar. Right. You need a drum. Like, oh, and yeah, the drummer's the Which hard is part. Why I'm so. saying, Steve, I'm afraid of being hurt. Like, I'm afraid of joining one of these groups and and just leaving with a foul taste in my mouth, never to play D and D again. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but. <laughs> Or you could have, have a fantastic time. time. It's a, it's a roll of the dice. It's a roll of the dice, Steve. It's almost like it's almost it's a roll, like a roll of, the of the dice. dice. <laughs> Would you look at that? Hopefully, I get a net. Full circle, full cue. God damn it! <laughs> full circle. <laughs> that that. All right, gentlemen. Any any last things? Any last things? Uh, check us out. Uh, social media stack up D O T O R G is most of our social media stack up.org, uh, is Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Twitch as well. I'm trying to think, uh, yeah, but, uh, head over to the website. If you want to learn more, if you have a veteran that you think would be a good fit, uh, needs, need our support, let us know. Uh, just head over to the website. We've got a bunch of forms you can, uh, Put people in for air assaults, like if you think they would be good on a trip, you want to send them to Disney, like send them our way, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, or uh, if you need somebody to talk to and you're a veteran, we have our Discord chat uh, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
Uh, there's always somebody there ready to ch- ready to talk to you. So if you need somebody, head over to our Discord, discord.gg backslash stackup.org, D-O-T-O-R-G, all spelled out just like everything else. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, there's all the plugs. All right. That's also, where you can, can find can us. Can we give a round of applause to, to Steve? Just, just, just based off Thank of you shit, for everything yeah, you for do, real. sir. Shit, man. Why are we, this is oh, for you. This is for you. This is for you, brother. <laughs> Thank you for showing up. (laughs) 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 To be fair, you yelled at us in a email first and said, let's go. We're doing this. Oh, absolutely. I was like, we need to do this. As soon as you sent it, I was just like, yep, you're right. Let's go. Yep, you're right. Let's go. Also, uh, before you go, it's it's become tradition now with the rupees. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) I forgot. Who wants to ask us? Here we go. All right. You. All no, right, you. Steve. So, no, you should oh, no, ask him. I asked yeah. him. I normally ask yeah, every yeah. So I kind of want to yeah. free So you should I continue. Free go for no, it. No, yes, no. please, Deontay. No, no, no. Continue. To continue. Have you ever peed on a girl? Right. Do no, it. What? what? It's not that. It's not that. What? That's that's for after the show. Take the sting out of it. Can't be that bad. It's not. It's not. It's just dumb. So would you rather fight... What was it? An orca Four or five dolphins. dolphins with something like a knife? Yes, you're stranded in the sea. With something like <laughs> a, a knife. Would you rather? It's so stupid. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Welcome. Jeez, wh- can I ask the etymology of this question? What started this? It's it's we, been a long running thing from several we years were ago. Guests on a podcast, <laughs> we were asked this question, and it completely shout out cheesy off. controller. But, uh... <laughs> That's pure. That's a good. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> We're st- do you mind if we steal this and That's use this exactly for 130 absolutely. episodes of our show? Every <laughs> guest. We're going to do that. Every guest. That's just the boys. They know we asked this. <laughs> All right. So let's go over it again. I have a, I have a no, slightly rusty like knife. knife. So, so a rusty knife. knife. Or <laughs> a knife or something. Something like a knife. For some reason, that was important. Exactly. I can't yeah. remember why. And an orca yeah. or five dolphins? Four dolphins, four dolphins, dolphins I guess. Four. Four dolphins. Oh, All right. So four dolphins. Not, no, still no. not great odds. <laughs> Dolphins, uh, I think I'd have to go the orca because, I mean, there's a possibility that <laughs> yeah. he misses somehow. Four dolphins, it's just like coming every angle. They're fast. They're agile. I've got a fucking butter knife. It's not looking great. Whereas in the orca, it's like, all right, I've got a, maybe a chance. If he misses, bites an arm off or something, I'm still not great. But it's like, all right, I could stab him in the eye. I disable him somehow. Good answer. Good answer. Not great. I'm still... I'm still Trying to stab a killer <laughs> with a butter knife. So still, still not I love great, the logic behind I mean, it all. I really do like no, the logic that's, behind it. Well, I'm trying to say, all right, let's give him, let's fucking think about that. I never, dolphin or orca. Okay, well, let's put in the work. Logic, or sometimes just really sound logic to this question, but it makes people think. You know, we've talked about games and in your life and your mission this whole podcast, and then we hit you with, all right, now, would you rather? <laughs> I mean, not a great situation. No. Honestly, yeah, the like, base answer. You're, fuck, you're like, fucked either you like way. It's just like, which one would you be slightly less fucked so in? Yeah. My <laughs> you like Quite literally, yeah, when right. it comes to dolphins. I'm not trying to get fucked uh, by a dolphin. My answer over time, right? <laughs> no. I'm going to have to go with the dolphins just because I learned how orcas hunt. Never know. They they're pets. not just that, they're mean. So chances are he'd beat my ass for a good three hours before he got bored and decided and to kill me. I've seen in. several videos. <laughs> yeah, like in a dolphin. Well, this is also information I was not Pri- privy to. This is also information I was oh, not no, privy no. to. Nope. 
It's like, oh, or, you know, are you going to be bitten in half by an orc or a, toyed with for three hours or molested yes. by four dolphins? It's like, oh, yes. Well, they don't even tell you I your weapon. They say something some like a knife. You don't even get like to know what exactly. you have. <laughs> yeah, two entirely different conversations. Tortured for three hours or you have a bad story you don't tell anybody about when you get back to shore. Depends what you're into, I guess. <laughs> no! Yeah, like, well, All guess. right. And with that, hey honey, uh, we're doing things a little differently. In the this time. I've learned something uh, new. <laughs> yeah, boy, did not see that. Hear me out. Bit. I need you to click. No. What are you doing with those buckets of water? Oh, stop! Oh God! All right. Is that chum? <laughs> <laughs> that smell. Back. It's just so you know. <laughs> it's customary for our episodes to slide into degeneracy by the end, and that's Absolutely when we know it's time to wrap up. Oh, are you a fellow uh, oh, oh, you know what? You. Oh, you'll appreciate this. Do oh, you hold on me. one sec? Do you seriously have? Hold on, I just saw a dolphin. Yeah, there's sev- there are several Do dolphins in chat. Four, to be dolphin. precise. <laughs> Oh my God, that's awesome! Wow, well done. That's that's good emote, <laughs> emote use. So, you anime nerds will absolutely appreciate this. I literally just had a commission uh, done. I had some artwork uh, done. Yes, uh, I forgot. Okay, so I finished My Hero mm-hmm. Academia. Nothing tells me there's boobies and involved. And I very in angrily put out there on Twitter, like. You know what are you know? Oh crap! I'm all caught up. What are what are Mineta and I gonna do? Mineta being a a pervert as per usual, like it was a gif with Mineta being a pervert, <clears throat> and come to find, and then a week ago, there was a post of a guy who went to some anime convention in Vegas. It was like an 18 plus mm-hmm. anime convention. And he went as Master Roshi and he was surrounded literally by a bunch of cosplayers wearing I lingerie. I think that was deep. perfect. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I saw that picture. I'm like, oh man, that is perfect. Like, nice job. And, so, and I love Pervy Sage Jiraiya yes, from Naruto. And it's dawning on me. I'm like, I am a dirty pervert. An, I'm a normal pervert. Some say extrovert, some say introvert. I say pervert. But Bars. I. But what ends up happening with that is I realize like a lot of the characters, and I just finished watching Chainsaw Man. So Denji, oh, yeah. super pervert. Like that's his yeah. entire reason is I want to touch this woman's boobs. Like that's that's the first ten episodes. If I want to touch a titty, Denji Copperfield. The world is going to end, and I just I just need to touch titties. <laughs> it's like so. I am I am commissioning a piece of art right now, not cheap, but I'm doing it. And the artist who we've worked with before, I go, hear me out. I want Minetta, I want Denji, I want uh, Jiraiya, and I want Master Roshi sitting at a table, and I want them playing cards, playing poker, and and we'll have Bulma in a in her bunny outfit serving them and we'll call it dogs playing poker and he just sent me over the draft this morning and i was like i I, I want to see it so uh, bad i i will put it up in i've i've got i've got some i need to give him some notes because i want it to be more like the the actual actual, uh, yeah yeah. dogs playing poker picture but he's got a good start but under understand out of the group i am the most degenerate and I wear that church. title proudly. 
I, I, I gave up trying to hide it. It was like, <laughs> finally stopped. It's like, yeah, you and Justin. It's one of these, like, it's, it's like when I stopped trying to pretend that I, it's like, I, I'm a dirty old man, and that's tough shit. I like young women. All right, there you go. What the fuck? Hey, what a surprise. If we went on stream, I would get Justin to show you some of his artifacts. Oh, my God. Oh, Right, I can't show it on stream. We can't show it on stream. We have to wait till after. Right, so, Bro, I, I, literally, I literally have chat. something hanging on my bedroom uh, closet door. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> That's how David Carradine went. Hey, man, to be fair, it's in my house, so. All right, there you go. So there's the draft right now, awesome. but it's definitely a good start. Awesome. That's going to be so. The... Oh, I need, I need all of this in my life. So hold on. Here's, did I, do I have the original that I sent over That's to him? That's OD. I think I the last minute. That's fucking great. So here's what I sent to him originally, and that's the actual yeah, yeah, dogs yeah. playing poker. And I'm like, more along the lines of that. So I'm probably going to put Balma in the foreground where the, on, yeah. the, on the left there. But yeah, that's definitely along the lines of what I'm, and I'm thinking about having Denji instead of playing cards, just looking Bulma. at. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, something uh, for Denji. Like, it's some, it has to be something dumb for Denji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like looking at it. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, like, something's upside down weird. <laughs> Like he's not even oh. really playing. Oh yeah, right. Me and you are gonna be the best of friends, Steve. <laughs> best of friends. So sorry, guys. I'm gonna have to miss one of our recording Sundays. So I'm gonna go hang with Steve. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it's one of these things. I was not kidding, but it's getting to the point now where all these streamers that we're interacting with and everybody we're talking to, and it's like, oh, this cute girl, and then you find out she's like 22, and it's like, oh, fuck, right? Come on. <laughs> I can, like she could be my daughter. It's like, oh god damn it! Like I, I hate having that conversation with myself. Like, well, that's no. <laughs> well, that's no. <laughs> All right, everybody. So if you want to share that, if you want to share that in chat, there. That oh yeah. Match oh yeah. There you go. Justin the is the busting king. king. Baby. All, all my streams. <laughs> it's it was a terrible joke that has gone on for over a year now. He's ran with it. I told you that shit was never gonna end. He did. I, knew, I, remember, I, uh, I remember someone saying that at some point people are gonna forget, and I'm like, dude, it's not going away. No. He just titled one of our Tekken Tuesday streams "Bussin' Tekken" or something like that. I didn't know. <laughs> Our boy Oni and Chad popped into our Discord like, Justin, why did you name the stream that? And I looked. Second Tuesday, you bussing. It was that. I looked at the stream title. I got mad. It made Justin happy that I got mad. And it's never stopped. But yeah, the dirty old man thing, that just, that was literally like me finally just giving in and letting people know, hey, I really like karaoke. Like, it was one of those, like, quiet things I didn't tell people about 10 years ago, and now when we go to conventions, it's like, all right, we're doing karaoke. So what Let's I'm hearing is next time and we're in an event, karaoke needs to happen. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. That's that's I the kind of shit I'm talking about right there. Yeah, come with. We, we literally had, we, at PAX East, there was a Korean box karaoke that we had 30 people at it was insane like it was it was everybody who was stuck there at uh at pax east on sunday night and w weren't flying out until monday i was like let's all get everybody together and in los angeles you do that you you invite 30 people and 15 people show mm -hmm. up you know so i was like all right we'll invite all these people everybody showed up so it was like okay it's a little packed in here but it, it was it was fantastic it was, it'll be one of those like great pax east memories from here on out where it's yes, like sir. that was a lot of fun so karaoke yeah, make sure to send us that invite next Love time, baby. Karaoke. 
<laughs> Let me know, man. Yeah. You will probably be staring at the walls by Sunday evening, too, where it's like, oh, there's nothing to been to the show floor. It's all closed. We went and got dinner. Now, what do you want to do? It's like, I don't know when you guys flew out. Uh, but we, I flew out Monday. <laughs> yeah, Monday, yeah. So we, we get the yeah, feel okay, on Sunday. So yeah, We're like, perfect. oh, we only got this to do. Yeah. Okay. And it's whatever now. So what it is. Exactly. Exactly. What am I looking at? What did you just put in there? <laughs> Bussin. Bussin in progress. Please check back shortly <laughs> top golf <laughs> yes, in progress. i hate it i i love it i love it and we bust it stop well with that everybody we will call this an episode once again thank you steve for coming on we appreciate you sir we appreciate the conversations and all the hard work you're doing out yes. there sir keep up all that hustle yes. all that grind we appreciate you sir well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, boys. Certainly appreciate it. And yeah, let's talk to you all <laughs> next time, I guess. And remember, everybody, thank you, anybody who is here live with us. We appreciate you. Remember, you can follow us anywhere at Rusty Rupees or Rusty Rupees with two Y's on Twitter because Twitter's some hoes. Hoes. <laughs> remember, you can follow me anywhere at XX Shadow Comedy. XX Shadow Comedy. Deontay. Cameron. Did I reach him? I.E. No Y. Hashtag Indie Watch. And one more time for everybody, Steve, where they can they find you at? I'm at Shanghai 6, Shanghai, and then S-I-X all spelled out. Bet, bet. But thank you, everybody. And until next time, stay uh, rusty. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. 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 bye.